He's looking check. at the levels. Check, oh. check. You're hitting it. You're hitting those C's real hard. I'm trying to. <laughs> Checkity check check. You better check yourself. That's good enough, I guess. What happens you, if you don't? You wreck yourself. You, oh man. Yeah. Step one. Step one, check yourself. <laughs> Step two. Lest lest you don't. Lest you do not <laughs> wreck yourself. <laughs> Welcome to The Legend of Things, a podcast about video games, cool media, and making good life choices in the face of peer pressure. And these are your hosts, Sean, Jonathan, and Danny. Welcome to The Legend of Things, episode two. Thanks for listening, everybody. How are you guys doing? today are you asking us yes <laughs> good <laughs> it's rhetorical audience question. yeah i don't know um <laughs> and then we pause for 10 seconds and to allow them to, to let, respond right mm-hmm. right uh yeah. not bad not bad fantastic okay that's yeah. that's a lie the, <laughs> how, First do off, how do you know that's hyperbole um we got a lot to talk about today so we can jump right into it um you guys have been playing stardew valley i have not disclaimer i have not mm-hmm. played it but you have. Yes. Yeah, it's really good. Um, as a big Harvest Moon fan, which obviously that's the, the core audience, I would say, it is everything Harvest Moon was and more. And it really hits Absolutely. all the right nostalgia points, all the, all the right toggles to make you want it and want to play it. And you can just get lost in it for ever, pretty much. I think that's because there's no actual wind condition or goal to the game. It's all conditions that you make up yourself. Yeah. There's definitely some points where they're like, do this. Like, find the mayor's pants, which I've been trying to do lately, and I don't know where his pants are. I found his pants. (laughs) They're they're in a surprising location. Oh, okay. They're underpants. Are they underpants? (laughs) And they're purple. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Great. Um, I haven't picked it up. You need to. I should. I've been having PC issues. The issue being that I don't don't have have a PC. A gaming PC, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Um... But I have a Parallels thing on my Mac, but it's not on... Con- I've been playing console the last week. Um, <clears throat> but I'm, I'm really intrigued by it. Yeah. I played Harvest Moon, I don't know, 18 years At ago? At least. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't like... I, I appreciated it at the time, but I was much more into whatever, SimCity. Yeah. Yeah, I'm intrigued by it now. But I want to throw out a few numbers at you guys. Let's do it. 500,000. What do you think that means in relation to Stardew Valley? Is that how many people bought it on Steam? That mm-hmm. is downloads on Steam. It's and that is to put that in perspective, it's close to the top ten, AAA forever, right? Business. Yeah. yeah, it's close to the, the most amount of Steam download. Well, that's like Fallout Four, like yeah, sure. million or something. But it's on the list of top tens. Yeah. How about um, four? I'm just gonna do this one. Four years solid of development. That guy. That makes really sense. Is a single guy, Eric Barone. Baroni. The Barone. concerned ape. Yeah. <laughs> oh right, and then the the um, the guys who did Starbound produced it. He yeah. Well, from I what think. I read, he did all the coding, all the art, yeah. all the writing. Four solid years. That's crazy. That's especially. Well, I mean, fifteen dollars is a super accessible price point. Mm-hmm. At that price point, for me on Steam, there's no reason not to oh, buy yeah. something. Fifteen dollars is like perfect. Twenty dollars is too much. Yeah. <laughs> for like a, a random like, oh, I'll just buy it mm-hmm. purchase. Um, but, so if but he's you're, making, not ta- you're not even talking about the the experience of the game or the hours that you play of 
the game. No. Like just rando. Just oh, strictly maybe I'll like just buy this. I am kind of interested in this. Fifteen dollars is enough to just be like, oh, check it out. And sometimes you get ten minutes, and sometimes you get Stardew Valley. True. Yeah. Which is, I'm gonna say, replayability wise, a ton. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different things you can do, and. You know, sometimes you just want to plant a whole field of turnips. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you want to do. In yeah, real life. Yeah. I'm already 30 hours in on Steam, and I still haven't completed the first year. And the, the game alludes to it being three. a three-year yeah. excursion. But once again, it's a game that has a really good intro and just pulls you straight into the game. Yeah, did you did you happen to catch any of that intro stuff, Danny? I watched gameplay. So you, you work in a soulless company. Yeah. You, why don't you describe it? Well, you so, yeah, so basically, like, you you know, you start out and it kind of goes through the, the cubicle farm of, you know, abandoned desks of people that have obviously my, been, like, laid off recently. and My day job. Right, everyone's <laughs> day job. Well, everyone except John, um, since he doesn't work in a cubicle farm. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> he shot himself in the head with his finger right there. I don't know what you're You can't about. see that. <laughs> but um, so anyway, so it pans through there and you, you know, open your desk and pull out a letter and basically it does a little flashback into your to your grandpa saying like, hey, like if the real world ever gets super shitty to paraphrase, um, <laughs> <laughs> this is, you know, the like deed or whatever to a place that I always went to to essentially like find, you know, your worth or, yeah. or something like that. And it just immediately like gives you the whole like, yeah, real life sucks get back to the to what's important kind of thing and then so you're set out with like 500 stardew dollars mm-hmm. and you set up on your farm and i think they call it gold gold you, they're <laughs> they're on the prospecting 49er <laughs> system um bushel and neckties mm-hmm. which is a book a book reference um anyway <laughs> so yeah and you get there and you just start in spring mm-hmm. So turnips are... They're <laughs> pretty valuable. I think turnips are your bread and butter to start off, and you just start cranking. It's, yeah. it's good. You just get a generic introduction to the mayor and a variety of other townspeople that come in, and they suggest different ways to clean up your farm because it's covered in rocks and sticks and yeah. bushes. So. You have to go and do like a bunch of cleanup just mm-hmm. to make enough room for you to start yeah. farming. And it just starts from the beginning. It allows you to grow in the direction you want to grow and see something become fully developed in the way that you want it to. Yeah. And it's very rewarding just from day to day just right. to see the changes that occur. Absolutely. And one of the, the interesting um, or cool things about it is you honestly don't even have to farm. No. You can totally fish all day or just chop wood all day and sell that and make enough money to continue doing whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. So it really gives you the the tools to play the game how you want to play it on such a simple you know base yep and then you're just off to the races player choice there's a lot of it yeah super important and there's no drawback to not farming like there is there's like achievements attached to it and it unlocks certain things like once you ship like x amount of um product and then later actually when you open the the community center hub i guess you do need to fulfill some of those goals you do have to farm you do your um, your secondary goal is to try to restore the town to its former glory, quote unquote. So you're attempting to revitalize the community with your products that you are bringing to the table. Yeah, and so that's all done through the community center to uh, like repair bridges to different parts of the town that haven't been used in a long time, or clear out all the monsters from the mines that are seemingly endless to this point for me. Yeah, I haven't made it down that far. Mm-hmm. I think I made it to like 19, and then I. I <laughs> It got to be like one in the morning, mm-hmm. and once it's one a.m., your guy just conks out. Uh, you oh. just wake up back at your house. Yes, mm-hmm. I and thought then, you were talking actual one in the morning. I was like, yeah. Oh, I've done that uh, too. 
but that wouldn't stop me generally mm-hmm. so much as the game telling me it's, it's you're too tired to go on. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> the interesting part is that it's like Civilization Five, where it's just, oh, I'll play one more turn, then yeah. I'll go to bed. But the game only saves at the beginning of every day. Mm-hmm. So any progress that you make during that day, you have to complete you that have day. To keep going. Yeah. Yes. And you have to, it's pretty much a time management system. Mm-hmm. So you need to manage your own time and your energy in order to maximize whatever you're trying to do at the time. Yeah. Wait, okay, and, hold, hold on. Let me stop you guys right there because mm-hmm. it's just gotten meta on me. You move from a cubicle farm yeah. in which ostensibly <laughs> time management is king. Debatable. You move out to the farm yeah. in which it is a simulation of time management. Not only for your character, but for yourself. Yeah. It is for me, absolutely. I try to maximize it at all opportunity. Yeah, I but mean, that, I think that could like, just be me. Trying to be efficient is, is key because you want to play the game as best as the game can be played, right? So I think um, 10 minutes is every two seconds, roughly. Something like that. So, and like two certain shops only a certain, open at a certain time. So you wake up at six awesome farm hours <laughs> and then um none of the stores in town open till nine so essentially you have three hours to do whatever you got to do and then get moving you know if you set a goal for yourself to go like night fishing or something you have to manage your energy throughout the day so you have enough time once it gets dark to fish you know for three hours or something before it's weird it's yeah. It's fun, and Harvest Moon had a um, time management mm-hmm. aspect as well. They did. Could you restore energy in Harvest Moon like you can by eating in Tardu? I want to say that you could eat stuff, but yeah. honestly, it's been so long. Yeah. The last one I played was Super Nintendo? The last one I played was on PlayStation 2, mm. I want to say. Mm-hmm. Harvest Moon 2, The Reckoning, or whatever <laughs> whatever it was called. It's a great I feel game. like I had it on 64. Mm, they did have one on 64. Did they have one on 64? Yeah. I never played that one. I didn't either. I thought Animal Crossing was kind of the... the sh- it's I very like Animal Crossing, really. Yeah. Animal Crossing was kind of a bastardization of the Harvest Moon system, I would say. It's true. But with bells instead of money. <laughs> and everyone's an animal except you. That's, which is kind of weird. weird. There's a lot of animal stereotypes, too. <laughs> As with real life. Yeah. <laughs> everyone's an animal but me. Yeah, There's exactly. lots of stereotyping going on. It's true. But a lot of the game is also building relationships between yourself and the other villagers. And so, like Sean was saying earlier about shops only being open at specific times of day, also every single villager during specific days and during specific seasons have paths that they take. Whether they go to the general store and sit there for a few hours or the pub or go explore the lake and just sit there in the water, they have all their unique patterns. So you have to learn how everybody operates during that season and how all the stores operate in order to actually manage yourself efficiently. Yeah. I'm having a lot of trouble with the whole relationship part of it. Like, um, <laughs> as for you, right. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I can't seem to raise it with anyone. I guess you give them gifts and things, but like I'm, I don't give them anything good ever. I just find they're, flowers lying around, and I'm like, "Here you go." And they're like, "I don't want this." They're all unique. Everybody has their own <laughs> loves, likes, neutrals, right? Dislikes and hates. And I think I'm having. Can I'm, you see that? No, you can only gain it through conversation. Yeah, and well, it's like so they have little it. hints. Like some dude is always exercising, or and he's like, "I love eggs." Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm trying to get all the protein I can. Like, <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll find some eggs for you, bro. <laughs> I was just giving people things, like if I have some nice crops, I'll go and just hand them out if I have a bunch. Mm-hmm. Some people, you're like, they're going to really like this, and you give it to them, they're like, what the hell is this garbage? And you're like, no, <laughs> man, that was worth a I, lot of money. I am neutral to these. Like, mm-hmm. I needed that. 
money to buy more turnip seeds, <laughs> and I gave this to you. Like you're taking food out of my mouth, mm-hmm. literally. But yeah, there was the there's the events. Like there's an Easter thing, mm-hmm. um, and you have to like do an egg hunt. And you steal all the children's eggs. <laughs> I you're the so only bad adult about that. doing it. <laughs> They're like, hey, you're new. Like you can do it, and you just beat all the kids. <laughs> and then you win a straw hat. So that's good. Spoiler alert: mm-hmm. straw hat. Duh. And then there's the uh, the dance, yeah. Which I'm like, hey, do you want to go to the dance with me? Everyone's like, no, <laughs> you're weird. And you I'm like, shut down. everyone shot me down. <laughs> it was it was sad. It, it actually sad. made me sad, yeah. which was bizarre because who fucking cares? But like, <laughs> I. Um, but what about all those flowers I gave you? I gave you so many dandelions. <laughs> I, p- I found a weed and I gave it to you. People love dandelions or something. They reason. do love dandelions. You think there'd be more flowers in the spring, though? That's true. I guess you have to grow them. You can grow some you cool can. ones anyway. Some people hate flowers. I know. It turns weird. One like of the everybody like the, it turns weird. The yeah. goth girl <laughs> hates flowers, mm-hmm. which I guess makes sense. But like, I don't have like I can't give her a vial of my own blood. Like that's not an option. <laughs> you know, like what does she want? Like I don't. Where are we going with this? Uh, yeah. To reiterate, we are. We are a video game podcast. Right. There are people in real life who hate flowers and love blood. Sure. But um, uh, this is... Vampires. Vampires. Away from the plot a little bit. It intrigues me because of how much of a passion project. And like when I read about Eric, what's his face? Barone. I think it's Baroni. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, When I read about him and how long he spent and what he actually does, he says he spends like 15 hours on Reddit and Twitter and making patches. Like this is his... Like his baby. Well, look that, at that intrigues me. Absolutely, and I think he kicked ass. Obviously, yeah. to bomb this thing out and to make such a well polished zero bugs. Mm-hmm. I've run into no issues um, in the you know hours I've put into it. Me no either. problems. Mm-hmm. Also, like I'm sure he sold about five hundred thousand of these. He can't be making too much off of the fifteen bucks at Steam. He like, has to make five bucks each. If he's making yeah. five third, bucks third, each, third. he just made a shit ton of money. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can put some time into there yeah. at that point. Two point five million, I think that's all right. It's pretty legit. Yeah, I can't math myself, but that <laughs> seems like a yeah. He he if you put spend, in the work and yeah. he got it all back, and it's a quality. It's completely quality. It's I've the best. gotten more enjoyment out of this fifteen dollar game than I have out of any AAA product that I bought within the past four months. Far Cry Primal. <laughs> yeah, I, um, that game was a chore. I played yeah. six hours and I couldn't Slogged wait to quit. Couldn't hours. wait to quit playing that game. I tried to watch John play it and I got physically ill. <laughs> <laughs> Just both ends. <laughs> was not good. Batman. The, the one thing that Stardew Valley does not have is Batman vision. That is right. true. And I think it would Otherwise, really benefit from it. Yeah, you might honestly. find those purple pants. Purple pants. Um, if you really need to see those turnips better, <laughs> that would be good. In the middle of the night, just yeah. click those guys on. Night turnips. Mm-hmm. Just farm. Yeah, night I farm. guess one of the, the DLCs for it is night vision goggles. Mm-hmm. And it ex- expands your, um, your hours of the day. So at 1 o'clock, you don't just conk out. You can just straight up keep going. You never you, stop, and then you can start doing meth. You guys are wondering. You yeah. can start doing meth- methamphetamines. That's such <laughs> a really to really go. And, yeah, to really make it make it pop. Yeah, your teeth fall out, mm-hmm. then you can offer those. People <laughs> you can, go to the dance with you, and you know who likes the teeth? The goth girl. The goth girl loves teeth. Right. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah. So <clears throat> I was going to get into, well, I'll get into it a little bit later because we're going to talk about what we want to get into and as far as games coming up or coming out. Yeah. And this is the one for me. That's like, I, yeah. I, I changed my answer sure. to be Stardew Valley because of what I read about it and obviously your experiences, your it's feedback. So it's so fun. Yeah. I have nothing bad to say about it. You know I just those? have to get my PC situation. Well, luckily, this thing. game has zero requirements. Yeah. You yeah. could run it on an abacus. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> low computing power. <laughs> big time. <laughs> abacus. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You got any final thoughts on Stardew Valley before we move on? Pick it up and play it. Yeah. It's so good. And I think even people that don't like the Harvest Moon or haven't really been engaged with the whole Harvest Moon formula seem to be picking it up and loving it, because mm-hmm. I doubt 500,000 people played Harvest Moon. No. No. Especially the newer generation. Right. Nobody's had we're an opportunity not, to. Yeah, we played that when we were much younger, Yeah. so yeah. there's no way they played it. I think this will open up a lot of people's eyes to the full Genre. spectrum of gaming. Yeah. There's a lot out there. There is. People lose track of that. It's not all FPSs and, you know... And Far Cry clones. And Far Cry clones, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. We're, yeah, that's kind of a theme for... Uh, this week, at least, yeah, we talk about non AAA games, but um, what was I gonna? Oh, there's like there's a cult about this game, right? Like they, there there are pirates of the game and people who are fans of the game who buy the copies for the pirates. What I read, really, They're like if you can't afford this game and you're thinking about pirating the game, come to me and I'll buy it for you. Awesome, I'm like, dude. Okay, that's that's a, cool. That's an awesome game. That's yeah. an awesome fan base. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's nuts. I mean, especially I didn't read any of that, but that's it's great. I think it's it's an accessible price point. I think it's really cool that an indie game like this is getting uh, the coverage that it is. Completely agree. Absolutely. Coffee break. John Kerry. Does John Kerry have John this? John Kerry. Interesting. Senator John Kerry. Yeah. He's orange. John Boner. Don, why do you always talk about John Boner? He's orange. He is he's orange. orange. Maybe it's just a John a thing. John dis- Shit. <laughs> I see my future. <laughs> orange. <laughs> my future. What's your future? Is orange. orange. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, moving on from politics. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Uh, there's another game on Steam that is people are going bonkers over, and that's Undertale. <clears throat> and that is one that I could pick up because I could play it on my Mac. And it is also really enjoyable. It's turn-based combat, very 8-bit, um, it's scooting around and talking to people. I like how snarky it is mm-hmm. uh, from the get-go, the little demon flower. I don't want to give anything away, but I, I, I like... Undertale in general. Absolutely. Everything about the storytelling in that game is amazing. Even from the very beginning, it looks like it's going to be a game about peace and love and caring, and then all of a sudden it just turns into this hate-filled attack on your person, which you somehow get saved from. And then again, it jumps right back into being sort of that Care Bear aspect as far when you're following the the cowgirl in the tutorial. Mm -hmm. But Cowgirl out of context is not the same thing as the thing. That is true. A girl who is literally a cow. A cow woman. Yes. A woman that is a cow. Yes. Yeah. We could call her a tauren. No. If we want to no, go. No, I don't want to get to like Warcraft, though. No. Centaur? Maybe? No, that's... This? No, it doesn't. Minotaur is closer. Minotaur is closer. Okay. But without but the horns. 
but she has horns, doesn't she? Cow bottom, the little cow top. No, <laughs> no, no. Let's move on. It's a humanoid okay. cow. Humanoid <laughs> cow. Um, so Undertale, I haven't played it. Um, I have access to it now, which is good. But it's been out for a little while, and everyone I've talked to has said how great of a game it is and this, how it's so amazing. This is going to be unfortunate for you, then. And um, you're going to find things. And and I've heard it so much that it, it, I just I just tune out. It's weird. too much hype for them. It's too much hype. Everyone loves it. And I'm sure it's great. Well, Stardew, you can say the same thing. But I started Stardew when it came out. Uh, That's the difference. I didn't. I wasn't a late adopter. And I will play it at some point. I've watched like the donkey videos on it. Um, I think really what ruined it for me though is my friend Alex mm. will just tell me, "Hey, did you play Stardew yet?" Almost every day. Start Undertale. Oh, sorry, uh, Undertale. <laughs> and I'm like, no. And he's gonna listen to this, and it'll be former friend Alex. So yeah, former friend <laughs> Alex. Yeah, <laughs> band plug. Band plug. <laughs> and um, I just, ugh, it's been so hyped up, and I'm sure it's great, but I just, uh, I can't get around to it. If you go into the game completely organically without any of that hype, the odds of you having a fantastic experience is so high. I can't just because now. I know you can. That makes me sad. It's been ruined. Just because. No matter what you do in the game, if it impacts any other NPC in any way, you will know about it. Yeah. You will feel like an asshole for doing it. Well, that's every day for me, so. <laughs> we talking about PCs or NPCs? NPCs. Because PCs are mad at me. All of them. All of them? Everyone that I know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll get to it. I mean, it's only like, what, four or five hours? Yeah. yeah pretty hours. short. I'll get to it for sure. Um, it's just trying to balance my, my gaming schedule. It's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Yeah, it's the scourge of our generation it's tough <laughs> it really is yeah um it, but it is a short game and I, I that's one of the things that i like about it actually because it could go on it could slog on mm-hmm. potentially uh and mechanically speaking there's not a whole lot to it there's no but it pushes the genre forward it does um the the combat though i found very interesting is it like not combat it is no nah. it, it's it can be there's Wombat? two different aspects. There's combat and there's mercy. In the combat, you kind of turn the game into a bullet hell kind of system where you actually physically try to kill somebody and dodge their attacks. Right. Uh, the mercy system is more about talking somebody down. Awful. So basically, yeah. Mm. Like you can talk a little mini volcano who's attacking you into calming down so he stops erupting and attacking you with the eruptions. And eventually you can just let him go free after you calm him down enough. So you just calm him down. You're like, later, bro. He's like, see ya. And yeah. you like high five and walk away. Basically. So yeah. Well, see, that sounds good. Yeah. It's um, every single NPC you run across has a unique combat mechanic and a unique way to talk them down. Some people are interested in very specific ways of uh, ending the combat. Some people want to be joked with. Yes. Some people want to be flirted with. And there's just like hints to that in your dealings with them. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Um, but if you do... Sounds uh, like real life. <laughs> indeed. Ugh. Yeah, you want to avoid punching people at all costs and f- finding those hints with, you know, give mm-hmm. them your teeth. Yeah. Give them your teeth. Yeah. There was, so one, <laughs> there was one creature that I could not find out how to mercy it into getting out of there. But it was this, some, some sort of kid that was made of ice. Ice, ice kid. Yeah. Something <laughs> like that. <laughs> but, uh, we know exactly. Totally. We know about Ice, ice Kid. Yeah. <laughs> he was about to kill me, and I couldn't figure out how to talk him out of the combat, so I had to kill him. I felt kind of bad about it, but oh. I continued on and eventually got to the next hub where you can talk to NPCs. Ice Mom. And I run across his dad who's oh, sitting there near a, uh, 
near a stage. He's like, oh, man, my ice son is, you know, he's set to perform in like five minutes. Oh, I, I can't wait to see him. I'm so proud of him. And it's like, oh, no, uh, <laughs> I completely oh, ruined me. your dreams <laughs> and oh, murdered God. your son. That is bad. Fuck. Ice dad, no. Yeah. Does he just melt? No, you can't tell <laughs> him. You just have to deal with that guilt. His son doesn't show up, and he just literally stands there until he melts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his tears freeze. Well, he's ice. Oh. Yeah. Do you think ice cubes just come out? Like Denali on Gumby, he just shoots ice cubes out of his nose? No, I don't. Okay. I think he actually, because the inside of him is slightly warmer than the outside. Sure. Of him, so there's an actual liquid that comes out that freezes immediately. Immediately. Um, he's like, it's like a buildup. Yeah. Like and depending on how cold it is, they could come out and puff out like steam. Oh. Like like hot water on, uh-huh. in, in the snow. Steam. <laughs> yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm familiar. I'm familiar. Yeah. <laughs> Me and steam go way back. Uh, steam is hot. <laughs> Sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Undertale, Undertale is cool. I um, I found the combat super excited. Like I'm not really into the RPGs that you walk around and it's then very it breaks JRPG. out. It very yeah. much is, and then it breaks out into a little bit of combat, and you know the music picks up. Dun, 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 dun. Right, uh, and then the combats. Like traditionally, I'm not into those kind of games, but this one it like got me right away. Mm-hmm. It's I one found of the, it very accessible. It's one of the few games that you can go through the entire game without killing anything. Yeah. Which is completely unusual in any sort of RPG. It's 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 kind of the way the industry is going in a lot of instances, like even like the new Metal Gear, like It reminds me of or Dishonored. Dishonored or Hitman. Yeah. Like those I don't know how the new Hitman is, but like that's one of the things that they're really pushing. Like, go through the whole game and don't kill anyone. You're like, but it's true, but in <laughs> but this my murder simulator. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, but when you kill things in this game, you can actually gain levels and gain more importantly hit points. Oh, if you don't kill anything, you are making the game infinitely harder for yourself, especially. So when it's you a sliding more. scale, and you yeah. have yes. to choose like if who you, you want to kill and yeah. who you don't. Yes. If you mercy somebody, you don't get any XP. Nope. Do you get money or something? Mm-hmm. Yes. You do get cash. Does that make up some of the difference? It allows you to buy consumables to heal yourself during those crazy combats when you take damage. Weird. Yeah. So you can get... Interesting, though. It's really curious because so, some of the later battles get so insane that I would have had no chance to do it if, you hadn't if I had no HP. Yeah. So what if you just kill everything? The first type of game that you play is usually a combination of the two. You'll kill something, you'll feel bad for it, and you'll wish you some stuff. So you'll gain some levels. Once you beat the game the first time, it's like, how about you try to go through the game and don't kill anything? Yeah. Uh, so there's the mercy gameplay. There's also a genocide gameplay where you, you can kill go everything. through and kill literally everything so that no random monsters spawn at all, and you completely wipe out everything, and it changes the gameplay as you go. You fight new and interesting bosses. Oh. The storyline actually changes. The conversations that you'll have will reference your previous games, and it's like, oh, remember when you killed this guy? Now you're not killing him or something else. Yeah. It's very fourth wall breaking. So do you choose that when you start the new game? No. They just reference. You could just do that from your first game, then they don't say anything, right? I would imagine. Mm. Well, in the next game, they'd be like, remember when you killed everything last time? Maybe don't do that. Maybe don't do that. Yeah. But it's uh, it's really, really interesting, huh. especially Video once you games. get towards the last, like, 10% of the game. It breaks the fourth wall all the time, and it's it's extremely well done and well written. And the comedy is amazing, too. It is. I was it's laughing snarky. the entire that's the, thing, that's the thing that got me first was mm-hmm. the snarky of it. it yeah. I, I'm, John showed me something where you, like, go on a date with a skeleton. <laughs> they changed the system. They changed the combat system into a dating simulator. Yeah. And it's, it's that was hilarious. hilarious. That was yeah. very funny. 
Uh, can Eventually, you... I fought that guy, though. Like, I tried to date him. No, not <laughs> so I, much. Yeah, it didn't, <laughs> it didn't work out between us, I guess. Yeah. Because I had to kill him. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> I didn't um, happens to, to me him. a lot, though. I kept him alive. Yeah. Does it, so does, can you turn off the make a noise every time text shows up on the screen? Every NPC has a unique sound. Ugh. Uh, so I doubt that they allow you to turn it off, but I haven't tried. I hate that. There's only one that I found annoying. It's a throwback, though. I'm, it is. It's just so, like, grating for me. <laughs> I don't know. But, so, yeah, I'll, I'm definitely going to have to give it a try. I mean, you just brought up a lot of interesting points that I didn't know about it. I didn't want to go we, too far into it without saying, hey, play this for at least an hour and get the hang of it. And then they well, that's apparently turned it around for What I needed yeah. because... A lot of people have, as I said, have just been saying, it's really good, you got to play it, but haven't really given me a lot to go off of. Sure. So well, now that, I'm more interested. Hopefully but that's But pulling me away from the division is going to be tough Yeah. right now. So Especially with the book. The book. We'll oh, get to that, though. Which we're going to say right into so later. Um, but yeah, right now, somewhere, Alex is screaming at yeah. his radio. Yes. Like, I told you that. A radio. Specifically for him, we're, we're going to put this out on FM. Yeah. Um, a ham radio. <laughs> yeah. No, um, we should get him one of those big stand-up ones that people used to, like, listen to The Shadow on. Oh, yeah. In uh, 1916. Drink their Ovaltine. Yeah, like drink some. <laughs> lean in towards the a, radio. Just a big, just crisscross applesauce in front of the big stand up. <laughs> exactly. Because you, you can't those say Those are in. the good days of radio yeah. before, like, boner well, in the ham in the morning. Yeah, boner in the ham. <laughs> is that a radio show we can listen to? It, it is one that I'm in pre production. Perfect. Is that right now? So I'm, <laughs> I, I'm auditioning for the ham. <laughs> um, I would like to be boner. <laughs> yeah, you would. Obviously. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, so uh, Undertale. I think it's a cool game. I think you should. Be, I, and it's another one of those that it's. I don't know, like ten bucks, maybe fifteen. I think it was five. No, it's it not was five. Cheap, I want to say it's like thirteen. Maybe I got actually. it on. I think it's like twelve fifty nine. It's weird. But the soundtrack is awesome. Also, oh, it is. I would highly suggest. Yeah. at least listening to some of the songs. Well, I'm one hundred percent not gonna buy it. But I will definitely play it. Yeah, if you have access <laughs> on someone's Steam account. Mm-hmm. So sounds good. Sounds good. Um, so what? So out of ten, what would you guys give it then? Nine point five. Really? Just based on how far it pushes the genre and how well it does every single part of the game. Okay. The writing, the combat—it's all really, really intuitive, mm-hmm. and also at the same time really difficult and hard to master. And the comedy for it is awesome. Yeah. It really gets you engaged in the characters that you run across. Like I said, I got really sad when yeah. I actually found out that I murdered somebody's son. Ice son. Yeah. It um, yeah, it gets to you. It's it, really well done. And <clears throat> I'm glad we're having this conversation and do this podcast because I, <laughs> <laughs> like I wouldn't normally pick up a game like this yeah. um, and play it all the way. Th- I knew we were going to be talking about it. That's why I gave it so many more hours, and I'm glad I did give it so many more hours than I would have. Um, but hearing the discussions about it and the context of it, I, you know, I'd give it a 7.5, uh-huh. 8 maybe, because it was fun. Did you I, beat it? No. Okay. I put in like four hours You're maybe. almost done then, yeah. But yeah, I was just scooting all around the map, and that, that's my issue with games is I want to see everything, every pixel. It's pretty linear, though, which yeah. is nice. There's not a whole lot of offshoot to explore. Yeah. Yeah, well, like, remember, I was trying to get you to start playing Witcher 3, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't think you can, because there's too much. Yeah. Like, you, Danny will run around on his horse, not doing anything, mm-hmm. 
for 40 hours. Yes. Shit. Not in a row, (laughs) but there'll be like two breaks. (laughs) And he'll do it. And in one go, he won't even stop. Meth, though, you know. Yeah, yeah. I put on my Batman vision goggles. I mean, perfect. I I shoot some meth. Shoot some. You shoot meth. I do into my eyeballs. That's cool. Like Um, out of a squirt gun. (laughs) (laughs) Do you do that before or after the goggles? (laughs) Oh, before. You have to do it before, and then put on the goggles right away to keep in the bag. You You want the meth fumes trapped. It's like your, yes. your optical. It's like swimming goggles, but in reverse. Yeah, exactly like okay. that. The liquids in the goggles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. That's how it's done. All Yay, right. meth. Meth. So, kids, <laughs> do you want what's next? Uh, well, speaking of killing things and feeling bad, uh, you want to talk about Laura Croft? Yeah. Uh, Good segue about right? that article <laughs> yeah, that about, we okay. read. <laughs> we did. We read an article. Um, it was on Polygon, written by Colin Campbell, and they interviewed Rihanna Pratchett. Who wrote the, the first and the second? The first and second Tomb Laura Raider. Croft, the new uh, Tomb Raider, the new ones, yeah. Yeah. Rise of, and the other one is just Laura, just, or, Tomb, just Raider. Tomb Raider, right? It, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, but yeah. she, yeah, she had some interesting thoughts. Yeah, so I um, found that guy on Polygon in my in my stumblings on the interwebs, and um, was like, oh, like I, like, I really like the first Lara Croft game. I thought it oh, was yeah. amazing, and I agree. one of the games that I beat. So that's two games that I beat. <laughs> Which is which is crazy in uh, my life in my no well like in my life probably not th- I maybe have broken double digits okay I rarely beat anything um, what was the other one that we talked about um, I already forgot <laughs> <laughs> I'll remember if it comes up okay the one we talked about last time yeah what was it no idea. Couldn't tell you. Not Far Cry Primal. No, please. Um, <laughs> that's going to be like the... I don't want to do it anymore. keep throwing that one in. Um, so I found this article, and I'm like, oh, I really like those games. I'll read it. I haven't played the new one yet at all because it's not available for my consumption yet. God damn it. Um, but I didn't know that Rihanna Pratchett, first off, wrote these. Me neither. I had no idea. And I also didn't know that Terry Pratchett had a daughter (laughs) until I read this article. And I'm like, oh, I'm interested. Like, the first paragraph kind of drew me in with that. And then the rest was about, um, you know, how she wrote the characters and how she perceived the characters. And uh, I thought it was really interesting. And I sent it to Danny. And he's like, well, we got to talk about this in the in the podcast. Right. Because I'm super interested in the way that games are narratively constructed. Yeah. Um, and uh, the NPC dialogue and the pieces that you have to put together to get the larger context of the game. That's something that really interests me. <clears throat> and this went into a lot of things about uh, gender in the game. Yeah. For instance, I uh, we can just jump right into that. There's a lot of talk, apparently, about how Laura Croft is different than what she previously was because... She does feel bad about killing somebody right. uh, the first time. And before, she was this you know, heroine with pointy Madonna boobs. Yeah. And <laughs> just went around and I mean, shot people. To be and, fair, those were, at the time, graphical limitations. They would have been big and round. There would have been enough, some physics attached yeah, to it. There weren't but, enough particles, and there's too many flat spaces to make them round at the time. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. But, I mean, the point being, like, they, she was... Constructed to be sexualized, and now she's like constructed to be a character. And yeah, people are like have issues with that, which I think is ridiculous. Because <laughs> if you're building a character and you make her story better, you get into the issue of canon where you have these previous iterations of the character, and the new iterations divest from what that character was 
built to do, sure. which is have boobs and shoot things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and now there's emotions attached to it, and right. people have, take issue with that. But yeah, I think um, if you look at the original character, her story was the same as Super Mario. <laughs> like you have <laughs> a certain please. you have a certain set of skills, <laughs> and you use them to your advantage. And her set of skills was being a girl in a video game, true, and having pistols and shooting bears, and solving some block puzzles. Mm-hmm. You know, Super Mario's skills are jumping on Goombas mm-hmm. and going down That's pipes. <laughs> like that. Was, well, now <laughs> it wasn't until you said that, but it's the same kind of thing. The older games didn't have backgrounds or real plots Mm -hmm. you know i mean and what's funny is that we're comparing like one of the first video games one of the first 3d video games well yeah to one of the first nintendo game the first nintendo game and obviously there's a big amount of gulf of time in between those two but it's characters weren't super deep no you know i think the deepest characters we got in that genre was like final fantasy oh yeah any of the rpgs were where you found character that was story. It. their adventure games had no real characterization until probably the uncharted series I came f- out i feel like that might be it which is really uncharted is Lara Croft and Indiana Jones just jam-packed together yeah. into just an action blockbuster plus but with a little bit more snark yeah much snark yeah and some good voice acting yes um and I think they tried in the in the Tomb Raider Legends games and stuff like that, which for Xbox 360, they tried mm-hmm. to put some stuff in there. But it was the same character. You're still wearing short shorts and a tank top, and it's like, you know, there's magic now. It's like, well, I'm not more invested in the character. <laughs> just because there's magic. Yeah, I'm just here to do back handsprings and dive into pools of water while I shoot bats. Like, <laughs> there's not a lot going on. Um, but the article, yeah, I mean, the article talks about how she is... If you break it down, she is a sociopath. In the first game, she pro- you probably kill upwards of 200-plus people. Mm-hmm. I felt totally justified while doing that, though. And they, t- and they talk about that in the article as well. It's, she, it's, it's, a, it's a mindset, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a kill or be killed yeah. kind of thing, which makes perfect sense. And, you know, they do go really in-depth in that game, in the first game of the first time she kills someone. Well. She feels bad. She feels really bad, and she breaks down. You know, wasn't that the same scene though, where she gets captured and almost raped? Well, the almost rape part is alluded to. Alluded to, but I wouldn't even say it's. It got a lot of weird publicity for something that was when I played it Mm -hmm. without having heard any of that stuff. I was did not feel that way at all. Oh, okay. So I I think that's more like a sure personal perspective thing. But that was the first person she killed, correct? Yes. And basically, it's intense. It is. Like, Extremely. the guy, she's hiding, and he grabs her or whatever. She manages to get his gun, and close range blows his face off, and it's graphic. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, God, and kind of starts to get sick and, like, loses it. Yeah. You know, but she pulls it together, and then you just kill everyone. Yeah. But you have to. Yeah. You know? She crosses the bridge, and then she's like, all yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> now we're here. The switch is flipped. Once you're a killer, <laughs> you're a killer. Go. You can't be a not killer. Yeah, well, you know, Jesus would say otherwise. Well, no. he's not here, so. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's a very interesting character-building choice to put into a video game because that that's not something you would typically see, for instance, and, and maybe this is the reason that the entire conversation comes up, is because she is a female character. Yeah. Um, because there are male characters who kill somebody in the first two minutes that you're playing a game. And yeah. They don't 
puke and break down or whatever. No, and and they they definitely made a big um, push, I believe, in that game to make her appear very vulnerable. Yes. And they did, and she gets the shit kicked out of her in that first game. Mm -hmm. Like, the first thing that happens to you is, you know, boat accident, which you survive, but then you wake up upside down, fall, swing yourself off this thing, and impale yourself on, like, a fucking stalagmite. Or goes, tight, whichever goes, is on. It's the mite. It's the bottom one. The bottom one is mite? Yeah. Yeah, we don't know. Tight <laughs> is the one that holds. It's tight. It holds Tight's on top. top? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, now I know. Now, you know. <laughs> now everyone knows. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and scene. Yeah. But there, and there's, like, in the course of that game, there's quick time events and stuff, but they're yeah. all good. They're I all think, brutal. I think all the, yeah, all the quick time events in that game are actually well executed, and if you fail it, you are just guaranteed to die horribly. Yeah. Mm. That's, it, I think it reinforces that idea of the killer be killed. Yeah. Because not only is the environment trying to murder you, but also all these crazy psychopaths that are pretty much on your same mission to recover right. or something. Yeah. Ex machina. You're, yeah. What you're trying to, um, they're trying to, it's like a cult, and they're trying mm-hmm. to um, take your, uh, I'm assuming your adopted sister and make her into the Japanese god of storms. That sounds goddess right. of storms, Himiko. Oh. Um, you have an amazing memory. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember anything important. Um, it's good for this. It's yeah. great. <laughs> but so, yeah. Let's talk about writing real quick. Yeah, let's um, do that. <laughs> Since that's what we were talking uh, about. She, uh, I liked how Rihanna Pratchett goes on about the difficulties of writing in narrative and getting into character thought and NPC thought based on journals that you find out on a table or a letter that is, you know, conspicuously in the front seat of a car. And it details like, oh, this is my entire motivation for this Mm. thing I did. Yeah. And um, they talk about, yeah, the limitations of writing in a novel. You can't write in novel format in a game because there is no internal dialogue for people that aren't the main character. And you can't jump to other characters. Right. Right. So you don't have the setup of like these two, you know, bad guys that you will just shoot in the face and walk away from (laughs) talking about like paying for their kids to go through college and, you know, (laughs) how like. And that's why she felt bad. The first first she overheard. She killed Ice Boy. Yeah. uh, Ice Boy. (laughs) Went to the performance. Ice Dad. He was going to be a great comedian. Stone cold. (laughs) 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 Yeah, the article goes into like, oh my God, I have a cramp. Oh no. Leave it in. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Uh, It goes into, and this goes back to sci fi stuff that we talk about how, yeah, you know, how do people breathe in space? But (laughs) suspension of disbelief in these kinds of games is the fact that, oh, yeah, there is this letter or there's, there is this photograph with notes on the back of it that explains yeah. everything all of a sudden. So there's that suspension of player disbelief there that you, can, you can't really get around. I mean, yet. There, yeah, I, I think maybe... Um, and there are game... Move- Constru- con- sorry to interrupt. No, okay. There are game constructs that are playing with the idea of, of different ways to do that, of t- to push the narrative forward yeah. and to reveal character motivation but it's limited yeah i think i think console gaming as a as a whole will always fall short um in its current form in that in that way because when you play a console game you generally play one character right you always play one character and you only get their thoughts and, and feelings on a situation like i think the telltale games do a really good job of kind of getting you other characters' perspectives through narrative without actually taking you out of the character that you are. 
Mm-hmm. Usually you, true. Yeah, and you don't see that a lot in action games by any means or, or adventure games um, because you're that one person. You're too busy ducking behind stuff and popping people's melons. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's... You it's, know what does, and, I, and I'm going to rant about this in, in the next episode, but Until Dawn does yeah. that <clears throat> very, very well because you play mm-hmm. every character in that game. Uh, at some point of the game, and you do have their motivate. You can you you know you press R one and it it shifts to a Batman screen. vision. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and within that Batman vision, instead of warthogs, you actually see their emotions. Uh, <laughs> no, literally though, you press R one and it shows you like their emotional state really? and, and their connective emotional state to other characters. That's interesting. Really interesting. It is interesting. Um, I thought it was pointless at first until I got it. Deeper. Until yeah. I got the game, but yeah, that's a game where you you are exposed to the emotions through the mechanics of the game, yeah. and that's part of the game as opposed to a driving narrative, right? Because that's you know, actually a, like a toggle in the game, right? Because right. your people can get so freaked out that they just like fetal out and die, right? Yeah, and I, we talked about it last time about the butterfly effect, and your choice is going to affect the, the outcome of the whatever, right? Um, and based on the choices that you make, you 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 hit R one, and it comes up the screen, and this is how you now feel about Ashley because she was a jerk to you or something like that. Because she listens to uh, Beethoven, exactly. We'll talk about that. Next we'll talk about that. that. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it really took me out of the game. It really sucked. Um, but yeah, that's. It's an interesting mechanic to have, and it's an interesting driver of the narrative because then you're not concerned about, oh, I have this quest giver and I have to go over to point B now. You're concerned about how does this relate my character, which changes to this other character, which I will eventually play as well. So that that is an interesting thing because it it lets you know what your character is feeling Mm -hmm. at any particular time where you're not making that decision yourself. Mm-hmm. You're not forging. You, I mean, you are. You're helping that, but you're not forging your own narrative for the character. You're not deciding. Oh, Lara is melancholy today. You're you're looking at something, and they're like, "Well, they're like this," and they feel this way about this person, and that should color your choices towards those characters and towards what you do, which is interesting because it's giving you basically other stimulus and other information that you can assimilate and, and use, as opposed to just making head cannoning or however you <laughs> want to call it. You know your emotional state for a character, which is which is super interesting. Yeah. It's a, it's a cool... Um, I'm definitely looking forward to talking about that and learning more about that. Next episode. Next episode. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Sunday. No, that's not... <laughs> Goku charges up his... No. No? No spirit bomb charging. Kamehameha for no. an episode no. and a half? Nope. While we look at no. Bulma back on Earth doing Bulma nothing. doing laundry. Yeah. Normal Bulma stuff. God damn it, Dragon Ball. Did you want to talk about Rihanna more? Not the boop boop, but the uh, writer. <laughs> umbrella, umbrella, umbrella. <laughs> I think we covered everything. I mean, I overall, I think there were some questions that uh, the the author put in. What is it? Colin Campbell um, at Polygon. I, it was overall, it was good. And um, I've read other articles by him, and I think he's great. But I think that a lot of questions in there were leading to the point of, like, well, let's talk about feminism and how this actually (laughs) affects, you know, the perspective of females within video games. And Yeah, and I think her answers to that were very eloquent. You know, she basically parried those by saying, like, it doesn't matter. I don't write characters Mm -hmm. to a specific gender. I wrote a character here that happens to be a woman. Which is interesting. And they talk about also how there's no, uh, which we discussed earlier, there's no negative 
um, female-specific curse. Uh, yeah, gender-based gender swear, gender yeah. swear words. That is interesting. Which is really interesting because I, for one, made zero note of that exactly. in my playing of the first game at all because it doesn't matter to me. You know, yeah. but I think to some people it totally would. I like that there was a conscious effort to go about doing right. that. That shows that she was really engaged in writing this story yeah. right. in the way that she wanted to write it. What's a bummer is that she is not, if they're making another one, she's not signed up to do it right now. Oh. So that's kind of poop town. I wish I could have played uh, The Rise. Well, we will. Rare, we'll have to talk about it once we do actually play it. It's like four months out since yeah. the yeah. Xbox One release. I have a friend who's playing it right now on Xbox One who says it's great. Um, and I would get him on the podcast, but he doesn't talk. Oh. What? Doesn't talk. Like he can't? No, he can. Vow he just silence. doesn't. Can it's, you get him to type like something that. up and we'll just read it? Oh, yeah. No, actually. That, that'd be weird. <laughs> we, no, we can do that. Let's do it. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Give him an arbitrary limit. Number yeah. of words. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Number of vowels you can use. He three, doesn't Three talk. cents per word. He, you know, he's he's a single word answer kind of guy. He's ah. very very deep. Like, he's a very smart guy. So deep that he doesn't discuss things. Yeah, well, That's he the is opposite of deep. Generally. He is above us. Oh, as a species, is he actually pure uh, energy? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and he is enjoying Rise of the Tomb Raider. Yeah. So check it out. He's a sentient. <laughs> he's a sentient Xbox One. He just wants to be fed games and information, and then. He assimilates and doesn't tell you how they were. Yeah. <laughs> I've had a few people like that. Yeah, Matt was one. Matt. Oh, Matt. Matt. Oh, okay. I don't know what happened to him. He rides a motor. I was in. Okay, this is super tangent. Do yeah. it. When I got my motorcycle license, I was randomly in a class with him out of nowhere. <laughs> Hadn't seen the guy since high school, mm-hmm. and I'm like, he's like, hey, I'm like, holy shit. What are you doing here? Because he didn't even live in the state. He just came back to get his motorcycle license. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'm just, it's easier to get through traffic in, um, where do you move, like Minnesota or something? And no, it can't be somewhere that snows. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> On a motorcycle. Yeah, and I'm like, he, he, made it, he made the trip. He committed himself. He committed. But I'm like, okay. And then, you know, it's so weird. I'm probably the only person, I'm probably the last person that's seen him. In Alive. This, in this state. <laughs> that's, you know, that raises questions. Well, if he's dead, it does. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Better check that Facebook status. Uh, uh, that's good. Okay. What's what we got? Uh, well, <clears throat> we had more to talk. This happens to us. We have more to talk about, and we're running out of time. How much time do we have? We have like six, eight minutes. Can we talk about this beautiful book? We can, we can, but do you want to do that? We were going to talk about the division at length. I was. I wanted to mention the book. Because it's so of, pretty, it is really cool. I like, need to buy it. It's, well, this will be the lead in. Do we want to talk about the next episode? We div- could, division? but the reason I wanted to bring it to this is the, the idea that things outside of what you're playing, and maybe this is some constructivist theory, but sure. the way that things outside of the game you're playing can be considered canon, yeah, within the, the larger series, mm-hmm. and, and not even if there's a series, if there's a single game. Okay, what we're talking about for some context. Oh, yeah, I don't think yeah, we preface this at all. <laughs> there's this game called The Division you might have heard of. I haven't heard uh, of Tom Clancy's <laughs> The Division, and I was cruising around on Amazon like a week ago, a week and a half ago. The game came out on Tuesday, yeah. so this was pre-Tuesday. Just started working. Yeah. <laughs> it is Saturday. Um, and I saw on Amazon that they had a companion novel, and I'm all about companion. Like, I bought the companion novel. He's just all about companionship. The, For- the Force Awakens. Yeah. Uh, so I saw this, and I'm like, oh, that looks cool. I get the book. It's actually, like, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a, a book 
that is a survival guide that someone else wrote that someone um, fictional added a bunch of notes and artifacts to. There's like a map in there. There's some sticky notes. Um, there's writing in all of the margins. It's the coolest thing. It's, it's awesome. And I'm, this is my first time seeing it today. And it's literally, it's Likewise. a prop. It is. It is 100% a prop for the game. And it is just flipping through it. It's awesome. Yeah. It has all these cool little things. And I was seriously considering not buying The Division. But I am going to buy this book. <laughs> because it is full of puzzles and fluff you that see, I'm just really interested Ubisoft, to decipher. You, you made your money. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I doubt they even get money from this book for some reason. Well, it's by Warren Merchant. Oh, Warren Did Merchant. Did we mention the title? No, it's called New York, New York Collapse. Collapse. A Survival Guide to Urban Catastrophe by Warren Merchant. Yeah, I don't know that that's what it is on Amazon. I think it is The Division Companion Novel really? listed mm, on Amazon wow. or something like that. But if you look up The Division and Novel, <laughs> I'm sure you'll find it. Probably just Google true. It. Um, and I think Warren Merchant. Oh, they even talk about it being like a pseudonym and stuff here yeah. on the back Warren of the book. Warren Merchant oh, is, interesting. is the fictional author of the book. It gets yeah. super meta. Well, and then awesome. So, yeah, Warren Merchant isn't this dude who wrote this companion okay. novel. He is um, alluded to in the book by the people who write in the margins. Mm-hmm. And they start, they give him the, uh, uh, the nickname Merch. So... The lady who finds the book yeah. is actually writes notes to Merch, who is the author of the book, fictionally. It's, like, crazy meta. Really awesome. interesting. And then on the back, in, like, fake uh, ballpoint pen, it has property of April Kelleher, which I guess is the is person the, writing the things in the right. margins. Right. This is nuts. It's bonkers. I love that stuff. In a good way. Yeah. Rock candy. Yeah. <laughs> what? It really is. <laughs> it is. I, I don't know. <laughs> Watermelon Jolly Ranchers. Mm, yum. Okay. Leave it in. That's, a, that's my rewind. <laughs> Is that your mantra? Leave it. Let's talk about BAFTA. Yeah. And for those who don't know, BAFTA is the um, British Academy of blah, 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 Film and Television. Uh, you want to do that better? I don't know. You want me to do it? Brit- well, it doesn't even have it on here. It has the acronym. It doesn't have it on there. BAFTA it's- stands for the BAFTA. <laughs> Boys and Tacos. Yeah. Feeling the math. You, you missed the F. You did miss, miss the F. On I that said one. feeling. So oh, it's boy, the British it. Academy Game Awards 2016. And there's a lot of interesting stuff in there. Um, I think there's some interesting stuff in here. Personally. You you are nonplussed by everybody like goes to the rapture. Everybody goes to the rapture. I have never. It was boring. Right. I haven't heard a lot of good things from anyone. Um, I heard it's like a really slow gone home. And the speed in which you walk is infuriating. I w- okay, I will attest to that. That is something I can 100% not abide by. Do you want to go through? Yeah, that? we got to go through the noms. We got to go through. Okay, we'll go through the noms. Um, the game innovation is the one, the one that um, everybody gun of the rapture is. But Life is Strange is Until Dawn is in there. Splatoon, uh, Metal Gear Solid, and Her Story. Life is Strange is one of my favorite games. Life I've is Strange last year. was. Amazing! I haven't me. played it yet. That was yeah, it. Was I good. Access. It was worth. Oh, it. I do have access now. I'll yeah. have to play it. I have it's it on games. console. Too many games. Um, it's uh, it's conceptually, episodic. it's really really interesting. It's angsty. Like I didn't, yeah. I didn't even really need the the mechanic that you can rewind things. Spoiler alert: you can rewind some decisions that. Well, you that's made. like the whole thing of the game. Yeah, I don't you, know if you that's get a spoiler. it in the first five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you don't like time travel, you stay won't away. like this game. It's really intense. 
Yeah, and I like the the character. Yes, the characters were very fleshed out, like very lifelike. They had a lot of substance. That's good. How how else can I put this? That's it. They were human esque. They well written. They had emotional depth. Mm. The voice acting is really strong too. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so in that in that category, her story. Did you guys play that? Like I, did. I John played it. I know that it's it's video based, right? Yeah. Um, the HUD oh, looks God. like an old 1990s computer, and the purpose is that you are an unknown person, and you're at an old uh, computer record. Or I'm sorry, police records desk. Mm-hmm. So you're searching through all these ancient files that nobody really cares about anymore, and you're limited to a search of five at a time. So you start out, and it's I think it's murderer. There's something already in the query field, and you get like three videos from it. And you get to watch video clips between one second and maybe 20 seconds of some lady, who is the her story, that describes some aspect of a murder that occurred. And you take words that she says in those videos, use them as search terms, and it comes up with more videos. And so you slowly piece together this story through her acting alone. That is super interesting. It is super and interesting. And it's, it's uncommon because it's a video. Yes. It's not like CGI. It's yeah. All, it's all <laughs> acting. It prompts videos depending on what you select or search yes. for. There's probably close to 100 or 200 videos on there. And They're so, all pretty long? Or? No. One to 20 seconds. Oh, okay. But it, um, depending on the route you take, you can get a lot of twists and turns to the story and how you think it personally it's developing. Right. Yeah, because that puts a lot of the, the burden on you yes. to really decide and to to put together the history or whatever you're looking into on your own. Yes. Which is super interesting. As far as game innovation, I'd say that's super strong. That's up there. Because that's new. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. that's like a choose-your-own-adventure, but it has videos. Right. Which is perfect. <laughs> the, um, the Game Awards, I think that's what they're called. They're on Steam. Steam hosts, like, the Game yeah. Awards thing. But last year, her story won for Best Female Actress. Yeah. Or Female yeah. Lead. Because there's a real was, female lead. <laughs> <laughs> I, she beat, um, oh, his voice acting, because she beat Mark Hamill for the Joker in Arkham Oh, well, that's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I, accept that at I all. I was questionable, too, but the storyline is really well-developed, and it's entirely because of her. Yeah. Hamill's Joker is the best it's thing so good. ever. Is that Arkham Knight? Yeah. All the Arkham games is Mark Hamill. It's, oh, it's I didn't his, know that. It's his last um, time he's doing the Joker, he decided. Oh. He's not doing it anymore. And Kevin Conroy, who is the Batman voice, is also done because Mark Hamill's done. Oh, no. So they both stopped. They're BFF. Yeah. They're like, so, we're done. And he did the Batman voice in the Batman animated series. Oh, okay. That was perfect. The one that they drew on black construction paper to give it a different look. It was perfect. Hmm. And then um, all of the Arkham games. Nice. And they're both done. So we'll see. Well, at least it's turning a new leaf instead of staggering the actors out. Yeah, for sure. Uh, back to BAFTA. <laughs> there's a, oh, there's BAFTA a, related. <laughs> that is. A lot of these are, I mean, there's artistic achievement, audio achievement, um, multiplayer, mobile and handheld, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but I want to do, we can stick with game innovation right now because we could go through this for a long time. Yeah. Until Dawn is in there, um, which we talked a little bit about, it has a really interesting UI and a really interesting story in, in the way that you piece together the characters. Um, Metal Gear Solid uh, oh, Phantom Pain so is in good. there. So good. The storyline is terrible. All, but all of them are terrible. All the storylines in every Metal Gear game yes. are the worst. But the <laughs> mechanical innovations, without going on too long, the mechanical innovations in that game make me hesitant or 
unable to play any other stealth-based game. Yeah. I oh. can no longer do it because there's so many things that I can do in Metal Gear that I'm not going to be able to do in any other game. Interesting. So I no longer want to play them. Yeah, it's interesting, and, and we've talked about this uh, a lot, John, and um, they give you... It's truly a sandbox, um, and while the AI is kind of stupid, like, the AI is dumb. <laughs> They're um, not great. It's still really fun. Yes. You can... And that's another game that rewards you for not blowing everyone's head clean off their shoulders. So you just sneak into a base with a sniper, uh, suppressed sniper rifle, start darting everyone in the head and <laughs> knock them all out, and then you hook them up to a parachute and shoot them into the stratosphere. Um, it's just very... Which is just hilarious. Which is just you think it's super it. funny. Yeah. And they yell. They go, ah! <laughs> like into the stratosphere. And then you, you assume a plane picks them up. It's Hopefully. Very confusing. <laughs> um, it actually sends them out to an oil... Like rig out in the middle of there. the Asian, o- Asian Ocean? Uh, you Sort of. Uh, it starts out in the Indian Ocean, I think, and then um, you can expand your base later on. Right. It's An crazy. oil rig, and that's what I do with all my enemies. It's your base. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you just attach them to a weather balloon and just see where they land. It's your private military's base. Okay. Yeah. But um, it's a really good game. It's and, super and strong. It gives you a lot of options to attach uh, attack things how you want. <laughs> You know, yeah. you can also attach a lot of things. You can to attach the, uh, you can, to the balloons. You can take tanks out you on can. balloons. That's fun. Dogs, mm-hmm. zebra, wildlife of all sorts. <laughs> bears. <laughs> when you do the bear, it only grabs them by one foot. It looks really uncomfortable. It does. <laughs> um, the sheep sound is awesome. Everything. Sheep just going, yeah. Straight off into the sky. It's a fun game, and I, I haven't gone back into it since they released the uh, online version. I'm going to, for the show notes, I'm going to find a video of just the bear being attached to the balloon. Do it. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll put those in the show notes. Just put uh, Metal Gear Solid Five Fulton Extraction, and they'll probably have a whole montage. Yeah. Oh, good. Full content. Yeah, I need a super cut of that. Super cut. <clears throat> um, okay, so it, rounding out innovation, it's not one I've played. Splatoon. I haven't played Splatoon. We don't have Wii. It's like Nintendo exclusive. Oh, is yes. it a, it's a Wii U? Uh, yep. Wii, Wii U yeah. exclusive. Yeah, nope. So we don't have anything to say about Splatoon. <laughs> People have been <laughs> raving about it. Yeah. But who knows? There's, I had something interesting about Splatoon, and that's only that it... It does not. It's one of the few like online matchmaking games that does not allow speech or does not allow voice. So people just can't talk shit to each other. Well, none of the we all the Nintendo stuff is so friendly. Yes. Yeah. It's kid friendly. Yeah. Because everyone on the internet and game chat are absolute jackals. They're (laughs) horrifyingly evil. They're terrible people. They are very very we. It's such a weird cross section, you know. Like gamers, I think as a whole are pretty non-confrontational people. Yeah. And then you have this trash-talking subculture of just complete asshattery. <laughs> well, it's it's <laughs> uh, there's a name for it: dissociative something something disorder. Being sure. tough because because you're, you're anonymous. Face to face exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. Well, it's like one-on-one people. Yeah. Yeah. No, we don't need to get into that. Sorry. No. <laughs> Uh, well, that rounds it out for um, game innovation. But yeah, everybody's gone to the rapture. We can debate about whether or not that I liked it. I didn't it play is it. slow, though. I will say it's slow. I think that I, I need a little more going on. Oh, there's an ice cream truck going by. And he's going to sit there for like a full Seriously? 45 seconds. It's over there to your, uh, your right. It's I not, can't. it hasn't come yet. Oh, it's God. very loud. Time. Out. All right. Well, we'll probably just. Um, we, should, we should probably wrap probably. this for our outro song. Before it gets in there. Okay. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week with another episode of The Legend of Things. 
ice cream. Thank you for listening to The Legend of Things. Check us out online at thelegendofthings.com. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash forward slash legend of things. And for the love of all that is good and holy, subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review. Until next time, this has been The Legend of Things. 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 Things.